Uh, if we could just turn to uh, Psalms 145, Psalms 145, Psalms chapter 145. Let's go to Ephesians also, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. In Psalms 45, I'm going to be jumping down a whole lot because there's just certain points that I just want y'all to get while I'm reading the scripture. Amen? Psalms 145, verse 3. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will proclaim your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. I'm going to jump down to 11 through 12. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts. Now I'm going to go to 13. Verse 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. Let's go to Psalms 3. Psalms 3, verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you will, being rooted and grounded in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is his love in Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask and imagine according to his power that works within us. To him be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. And everybody say, amen. Let's pray. Father God, I give you all honor and all glory this morning. I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would just have your way in this place, that you will let me decrease and let you increase, that, Father God, let your glory touch each and every one of us. Let the words from my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. I ask, Father God, that you would give us understanding, that you would give us revelation of your word, and that we would know who you are, and that we would know who we are, in you, in which you have filled us with, which is your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray. I thank you, and I love you. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. The title of my message is Unlimited. Unlimited. Now, let me set this up for you. Paul wrote a letter to the Ephesian church, whom Paul had spent three years with, to strengthen them in their Christian faith. 
Paul starts off in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, with a prayer, asking the Lord to empower them on the inside with the unlimited ability to be bold through the Holy Spirit. The Lord said, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Another version says, in the last days, God will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. The Holy Spirit is very significant because that's what God has given us. God has given us his Holy Spirit on the inside of us. For us to even comprehend that God is unlimited is almost impossible for our finite minds to grasp. But God's power in our life is real. It is as real as if I'm standing here right now today. God is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you, living and moving. Now, I know, I know some of y'all may be thinking, now I'm not talking about invasion of the body snatches or anything like that. Because <laughs> I know, you know, some people is like way out there, they think, you know. But, no, I, I'm talking about you have God's DNA. You are his sons and his daughters. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible says, for in him we live and move and have our being, as some say we are his offspring. God is giving you his Holy Spirit. This is about an unlimited God giving you an unlimited amount of himself. Do you know what you have? You have something that Jesus died for so that you can have. God is giving you his Holy Spirit so that you can be able to do the impossible. But it's through the Holy Spirit. When we pray to God, we have the Holy Spirit to make a decision for the things that we need to pray for. Sometimes we pray selfishly. But then when the Holy Spirit gets involved, he helps you to be able to pray for those things that are on God's heart so that when you pray, you will know the things that's on God's heart to pray for, to be led to do. Let me say that again. Sometimes, because that, that, that caught me by song, sometimes when we pray and we pray what's on God's heart, the Holy Spirit will help us to pray those things that comes from God so that we will be able to understand that those things that God has given us in our heart to pray for. So we will be able to understand that those are the things that God wants us to pray for. Those are the things that God wants us to do. God is all-powerful, all-capable, all-knowing. God is infinite. There are no limits restricting God from operating in your life, from operating in your situation, from operating in your problems, God is in full control. I know sometimes we may think that God is not in control and we want to take control over every situation. We want everything to be just right. We want everything to always work out. But how can we grow if we're not allowing God to be who he is? How can we have more faith 
to trust God if we don't see God operating our life, if we are in control of everything. See, we want to live this, this, we want to have a perfect life, but not understanding that we have to grow in order for things in our life to work out the way God wanted to work out for us, so that at that moment, you're in the right place at the right time doing the thing that God wants you to do. I mean, just this morning, if I can, if I can just, I'm going to just give you a tad bit because I don't want to take the person's testimony away from them, but, you know, God is opening up doors for people for jobs and stuff. And, and it's amazing how God will lay somebody on your heart to pray for. And, and you don't know the situation. They probably told you the situation, but then you forgot. But then God would say, look, I, I need you to pray for this person. I need you to pray this, and I need you to pray that. And they specific. At that moment, you might not think that they're specific, but then when you start to come to church or when you start to be, when you start uh, uh, meeting people, then you're going to be listening and you're going to be like, wow, I just prayed for that the other day. Wow, that, that, that's ironic. That, you know, I, I, I thought about that same thing the other day. God had placed that person on my heart the other day to pray for. Does that happen to you or is it just me? I mean, that's the Holy Spirit. For now on, this day forward, you will know that when something come across your heart like that, when somebody, when, when God puts something in your spirit, you will know that that's the Holy Spirit. We put our own limits on God. I know I do. Because sometimes we, we, we want things to work out the way we want them. You know, I, I got a small testimony, you know, uh, well, it's not a testimony, it's just, you know, challenges sometimes, you know. Um, you know, going through trying to plan a church and all of that, it's, it's not easy. There's a, there are steps that you have to take. Matter of fact, it's more steps that you have to take dealing with yourself than actually starting a church. Because God wants your heart to be right. God wants your mind to be right. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's a wonderful thing because Pastor Paul is about to start a second service. Now, how wonderful is that? Now, you know that's God. Because to have a second service, it's a whole lot into it. But God has prepared the gathering for a second service. Now, that's a compliment. Because if God placed it in Pastor Paul's heart, and for us to be involved in starting and having a second service, don't you know that God is looking and gracing us to do that? He's saying, look, I have chosen you for such a time as this. You know, in the book of Psalms, right, David gives us an understanding of the person of God. It shows that God's faithfulness goes from generation to generation. You're that generation. You know, we, you always hear and we always hear about these are the last days, you know. But being in the last days is really not that bad because we win 
we have victory. Say, I'm that generation. Say that. Repeat that. Say, I'm that generation. Trust God. He is faithful. I have, I, ha- I have two points that I would like to share with you on how God is limitless. Just, just two points. And y'all probably familiar with these, these two scriptures and these two events. Um, God's provision. Remember he fed the 5,000? Rem- uh, uh, just imagine God pointing you out, calling you out and telling you, okay, now I'm going to have about 3,000 people in Albemarle that I need to feed. And they're going to be at this particular place at this particular time, and I need you to go there with uh, one steak and one can of string beans. You'll think to yourself, you must be out your mind. I'm not going down there and do, do that. Are you crazy? And 3,000 people, where they going to come from? How many people in this, I mean, how many people is in this county? I mean, come on now, really? That's not God, you know, you, really? But Jesus, he fed them. With five fish and one loaf of bread, he, he fed them. Now, that's, that's a God that's unlimited. I mean, come on. You, you have to give it to the man. You got to give it to him. He's bad. He's a bad man. I'm telling you. Number two, no, the next one, God's protection. Now, this, this, this one is real crazy. This one, this one took me out there. You know, he protected the three Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace. If y'all know the story, you know, they, they was in a fire, getting burnt up, and Jesus was in there with them. Now, I, you know, me being in a fire, I'm, I'm going to be burning. I'm going to be yelling and screaming and all of that. And honestly, I'm going to be calling out for the name of Jesus. But to have Jesus with me and come out untouched with no burns or anything, that's powerful. I had a true story. This is a true story. This is what happened to me and my man. We was working in a panel box at work. And um, something told me during that whole week to take off that day. I wanted to take off that day because that day I just wanted to fast. I just wanted to pray. I just, I just, I just wanted to get before the Lord. Just do, you know, just me and Jesus. So I went to the boss. I asked for the time off. He said no. And I was like, man, I really don't want to be here. And, and then... You know, we, I get to work. My man, he's working. He's doing his thing. He do what he usually do. And next thing you know, I'm on the side of the panel. And he's inside the panel. I'm holding this little wire here. And then all of a sudden, something, he, he touched something with his ring inside the bus bar. And, 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 and it, it, just, it just blew up. It blew up in his face. It blew up in my face. And so when we both came out, he came out, they call it second degree burns. His hand was burnt, his ring was burnt. 
I didn't really have nothing happen to me. And we got out of there. Now, it could have been a whole lot worse. I'm telling you. The way it happened, it could have been a whole lot worse. He could have got electrocuted and stayed up in there and died. And by me being next to him, I could have caught it also. So that's Jesus. That's protection. I will, for never, I will never forget nothing like that. So this day, I'm conscious about everything around me. I was then, but I wasn't really. You know what I'm saying? You know how, like, you know, you have a routine. You just go to work, do your thing, and go home. But now I'm conscious about everything around me, about everybody else's safety, and not just my own. There is more that God requires of you. Seek God. In order to get something, you have to do something. You know, Pastor Paul had mentioned something on Facebook, and, and, and I thought it was a, a good post that he posted because it let me understand how we must view things. The post said, Jesus is looking for those who will make him more by making themselves less. Jesus is looking for those who will make him more by making themselves less. God wants less of us so that he can pour more of us, more of himself in us. You know, we just got, do, got through doing a series called Oozing Out. The only way to ooze out is to get more of Jesus oozed in you. How many, how many of you know that as much as you get to know Christ more, as, as, as much you draw closer to God, as much you try to find out what's, your, what, what, what's God's plan and purpose for your life and what is it that God want me to do and how God want me to do it, as much as you hear from God, as much as you understand God's word, you have an adversary. You have a devil that you have to deal with. Now, this is, we, we don't talk about this a whole lot because we look, at, we look at the devil as he don't even exist, but he does exist. If there is a heaven, there is a hell. God exists, so I know the enemy exists. Because we know that God had threw him out of heaven. That's what the Bible says. He threw him out of heaven because he got too big of himself. That's another story. I'm not going there. But anyway. So, you have an enemy that tries to sift you like we. What I mean by that, he tries to let you know that you are limited by whatever capabilities that you have, whatever education you have, what you can't do, what you won't do, because he tries to put that on you. But how many of you know that you can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens you. All things. That means God is limitless. That means you are limitless because you have one thing that is working with you. If God be for you, 
Who can be against you? You have the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of you that will help you through the Holy Spirit to do all things. So there is nothing that you cannot do that God will not help you to do. You know, I went to college for two years. Now, you know, I was a special ed kid. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like me going to school for two years, especially going to Bible college, especially going to college to also get an electrical degree. It's like it just blew my mind. It blew my family mind. Like, really? Yeah, that's because, you know, I put my trust in God, not my own ability. I got a story that I want to tell. I wasn't going to tell it, but I'm going to tell it because it's very significant. It's unique. See, it was this girl in my class that was blind. And what happened was she had to have her test read, read to her. She had to have her test read to her. So the teacher stood up and asked, is there anybody available that can, you know, help this young lady, you know, somebody can read this young lady test to her so that she can be able to pass the test and do whatever she needs to do. Well, nobody stood up. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just there, and I'm just like, really? I mean, come on now. Nobody wants to stand up and, and, and you know, I, I wasn't going to help her because, you know, I'm already thinking, you know, I'm a special ed kid. This girl real smart. I don't care if she's blind, but she's smart. I know she was smart. But I'm, I'm like, come on now. Y'all need to stand up. I'm not doing it. I'm about to walk out this class right now. Because, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to do that. My limit. My limitations on myself. So, all of a sudden, the Lord was like, I want you to stand up. I was like, this is the devil himself. What? <laughs> you must be crazy. I'm not standing up. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You, you know, you might as well get somebody else. They got tutors and stuff here that been taught. You got, she, she can, yo, she can do it herself. She, I don't know how she got through the other classes, but, you know, Lord, you ain't, you ain't choosing me to do nothing like that. And so, I, you know, I resisted a long time to the end of the class. And I was like, dang, I got to, mm, Really? All right, now, I'm going to do this, Lord, but this is it. Now, now you're you going to make me look embarrassed, feel foolish. Then he started throwing word at me. You know, you know when you ask the Lord, you know, when the Lord tells you to do something, then you start coming up with all these excuses, and then God will start throwing scripture at you? He'd be like, you know, remember the last time? If I be before you, who's going to be against you? I was like, yeah, I know that. I read it. <laughs> really? So, make a long story short, I raise my hand, I go to the girl, I say, look, I'll help you out. But, let me let you know. I deal with this, I deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So, them long words, I don't know them like that. I don't know them long words like that. So, you're going you, you to have to decipher them things yourself. Because... Because actually the class was all about the brain. They was talking about the brain and all of that stuff. And you know, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not no, no doctor or anything. 
we had to take that stuff for psychology and all of that. So, but, and, and so she was like, don't worry about it. You got it. I'm like, girl, you just don't know. <laughs> so she was like, I was like, and then, okay, so I get ready to, to help her to take her test. And then I go back to her again. I was like, look, now, if you want to find somebody else to do this that is, that is uh, reliable and that is more capable of doing it, that's fine. She's like, nah, you got it. I was like, okay. And she was like, you know what? If you thought that you can do everything, that don't give room for God to do what he needs to do in you, right? I said, there you go. I was like, man, boy, let's do this thing then. Let's do, let's do it. Let's do it. So I did it. She passed. It was all glory to God. So I said, all right, all right, all right. That's good. So the devil would try to limit you. Don't let the devil limit you. You have an unlimited God that you need to trust in. Amen? Say, God is unlimited. No, scream that thing. You got to know that thing. Say, God is unlimited. That's right. He is. I serve an unlimited God. I serve a powerful God. I serve a faithful God. I serve a God that can do the impossible. I serve a God that is in full control. I serve a God that is anointed. I serve a God that he died for me. Man. Well, I love you, Jesus. Well, I love you, man. I love you so much, boy. Woo! My goodness. Y'all gonna make me run around this. Mm. Let me get myself together real quick. Man. I mean, can't you, can't you just, can you ever pinpoint one time in your life when you thought something just wasn't going to go right, and then all of a sudden Jesus just show up right there. Boom! And it was like, man, I know that was God right there. I mean, just take a moment. Just, just think about that thing for a moment. Just, just, just for a moment. Because I, I, can, I, can, I can recount a hundred times Things that God just showed up. I wasn't, I wasn't able to do it. I wasn't even able to grasp it with my mind to, to even think of something like that. Man, God is unlimited. God is unlimited. He is powerful, all-knowing. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got to give y'all this right here, boy. I got to, y'all just bear with me real quick. This, let's let's go back to Ephesians, chapter three. I should have told y'all I put a streamer right there, but Ephesians chapter three. Let me get this thing here. Here we go. Ephesians chapter three. Check this out. 
It says that you may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is his love in Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. It was it was it was a based on my my under, it was a based on my knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. That you may be filled with all fullness to the measure of God. I wish I had a pitcher of water or something like that. You you ever you ever you ever poured water in a in a glass and it and you know it can only go but so much. But then once you keep pouring and keep pouring and keep pouring, it just overflows. That's because there's nothing containing it. It's nothing stopping it. But it's still overflowing, though. It's overflowing on your shoes, on your pants, on your clothes. That means it's just getting on you. So just imagine what the Holy Spirit is doing. The Holy Spirit is just getting all on the inside of you and just overflowing. God is just putting more of himself in you. You're uncontainable. God is just saying, I'm just going to give you more of myself, more of myself. I'm not going to stop. You may think that I'm not going to give you this and I'm not going to give you that, but I'm going to just keep giving you more of my word. I'm going to keep giving you more of my spirit. I'm going to keep giving you more of my anointing. I'm going to keep giving you more of my, my, my riches. I'm going to keep giving you more of my grace. God is unlimited. God is just pouring that stuff right in you. Jesus is just giving him more of himself in you. Man. When I walk out of here, I can bust something up right now. There's nothing that can stop me. I belong to God. I'm surrounded by an entourage of three, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You think something's going to stop me? Boy. Lord Jesus, help us up in here. Listen, God's love is unlimited. He promises us his faithfulness. God's love is unlimited. He promises us his faithfulness. I have six points I want to share with you. Six points I want to share with you. Let's get our note sheets. Six points I want to share with you on for a God-filled unlimited life for living. For a God-filled unlimited life for living. Number one, you must have faith in God and believe. Number one, you must, must have faith in God and believe. Number two, be unlimited with your thoughts. God will put his super on your natural. Boom. I love that, boy. I love that. God will put his super on your natural. Just think about that. We're actually natural beings housed in the spiritual body. All right? We're natural beings, but we have the Holy Spirit. So 
by yourself being thinking that you are limit in anything that you do or whatever, God will put his super on your natural. That means he will give you the Holy Spirit to help you to do anything that he wants you to do. Number three, be uncontainable. That, 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 goes, that goes back to Ephesians, boy, that fullness, be uncontainable. Pray, read, ask for revelation, and be prepared to expect the Lord to multiply his kingdom through you. Winning souls. We're talking about having a second service. God is going to use you in all two services. Just imagine that you're going to be touching lives. God is going to be using you in significant ways. Man, I can get, I get excited about stuff like that because I'm not thinking about myself. I'm not thinking what I can gain from it. I want somebody else to know about Jesus that don't know. See, I'm churched. Somebody else out there is not churched. It's not about religiousity. It's about Jesus. It's about them coming to know who Jesus is so that they can understand what we understand. So that they can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and go out there and get somebody else. From generation to generation to generation. That's what I want. I want to make a generational impact in the lives of other people. I want, it, I want to create a legacy. The gathering is creating a legacy. From generation to generation, we're going to impact lives for the kingdom of God. Number four, be unashamed. Know who you are. Know who you are in Christ. I see a lot of believers, we struggle with that, knowing who we are. You might not know all the church vernacular and all the scriptures and all of that, but you know that you are saved, born again, and filled, there it goes again, with the Holy Spirit. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You know that when you leave here, you're going to heaven. Somebody else don't. A lot of unchurched people out there don't understand that. Be unstoppable. Share your faith with others. Be unstoppable. Go after God. Go after his word. Go after winning people for the kingdom of Jesus. The devil hate that. He don't want you to do that. See, he want to keep them all for himself. But God has chosen you as a generation to go after other people. Number six, unafraid. Be unafraid. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be unafraid. If God be for you, who can be against you? Nobody can stop you. My wife read something to me this morning. It really encouraged my spirit. She 
she prayed and asked the Lord that I will not allow things to limit me, that I won't be afraid of whatever obstacles may come at us, but that I will be strengthened in the Holy Spirit to do those things that God has put in my spirit and in my heart to do. That's powerful, boy. Love you, baby. Ooh, Jesus Christ. That's powerful. Because sometimes, sometimes we, we, we get afraid. But the devil is defeated in the name of Jesus. He's defeated. We have the victory through Christ Jesus. Now, I know I said a lot of things today, but I want you to understand something that the Lord said that is so important. That is so important. God said that his kingdom will endure to all generations. Listen. He said his kingdom will endure to all generations. You're that generation. I'm that generation. Jesus has given us his Holy Spirit, so through you, he can touch and impact lives. Create change and be an influence. God provides his spirit to enable us to live his way, to utilize the Holy Spirit's power and live a dynamic Christian life. Trust God. Trust God. He's unlimited. He is faithful. He is faithful. 